hand sanitizer. Got my anti-nausea medication. Hold on to that. Oh, hi, earplugs. Uh, you need to relax, Judge Judy. You know I got some bomb-ass cushion if you want to take a hit of it before you get on the plane. That should have had you right. Where did you hide? You know what? Never mind. I'm not even going to ask. Fine, I ain't going to tell you. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Where the sun don't shine. You know, a lot of people think that means the vagina. But actually, it's the butthole. I got drugs in my booty. You know what? That can cause a lot of infection. Girl, you can't get no infection in your booty hole. It's a booty hole. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Being Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 150. What? what? We and did it, guys. My name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. What? My name is Rick Chung. Rick what? is here. I'm back, guys. Oh, for a movie back. that people will actually see. <laughs> see, he only came for the pizza party that we threw. Space pizza. Yeah, for this 150th celebration. Which we call Life Day. Is that what it's it's called in the Star Wars universe? This where, is the vertical viewing holiday special. Yeah, where you hang out in Chewie's living room and oh, everybody just... man. Why did you bring that up? Goes, Star Wars. <laughs> who, who, who's Crazy. B. Arthur? Uh, oh, yeah. And Diane Carroll, I think, is singing songs <laughs> while you go into the weird masturbation mind <laughs> machine. Oh. <laughs> the holiday special. Our review this yeah, week. That's what we're... Star Wars, the holiday special. You're welcome. But truly, The Last Jedi has arrived. Yes. This is an extravaganza. We're not going to talk about much else this week, I don't think. I don't think anything else happened this week, no. Well, All movies were paused. They well. kind of just back away. Isn't that a science experiment where you put the pepper in the water and you put your finger in? The, you, the story about the pepper people. And, and everything like goes away from your hand. Yeah, the soap Yeah, sends them That's what happens scattering. to Star Wars at the box office. And uh, I think it made $220 million, not quite as much as The Force Awakens. It made 450 worldwide, I believe. Yeah. I yeah, bet you it's, it's still a quote-unquote right. failure. Well, I mean, Force Awakens had 30 years of anticipation. This is just... It's just... It's got a... Two it's, years. It's a juggernaut. Give it a minute to get rolling. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, or the podcast software of your choice. Don't go to Stitcher or a bunch of crooks. I think. That's <laughs> all, what they tell us. Yeah, all the, our episodes are on verticalviewing.com. That's where you can find all of our articles. Thor is all Dutch angles. <laughs> Don't forget it. I must say, I really Don't enjoyed clap. that uh, Christopher Nolan. Oh, thank you. The, yeah. The, the that was TV. great. Yeah. So if you've ever wondered why Christopher Nolan has a little TV hanging from his neck. Yeah, that was a, a cool little glimpse. It's an expose. He's single-handedly bringing Casio back. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be all these film nerds just with these weird little Game Gear things hanging from their neck. I would just be standing at his sets watching his movies. Yeah, that's the thing. If you know the right channel, when Christopher Nolan's filming, you can tune into his camera. Watch uh, him make his movie. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, so come to Vancouver, Mr. Nolan. <laughs> just go to verticalviewing.com. It's easier. Uh, you can check out Christopher Nolan articles. Also, Crimson Tide. Tarantino has got his weird his early dialogue going on. He just smeared a Royale cheese all over the script, basically. Uh, but also, there's a, there's a question that's on my mind. I want to support the show every week. Uh, you could do that. Well, if if I want to just do it on a one night stand, there's yeah. a donate button on 
Vertical, that's on the website. That's on verticalviewing.com. But I, that's not good enough for me because I want to get into a long-term relationship with you guys. Oh, you can do that too. What, what happens? How do we do this? I'm, I'm really shy and nervous. Okay. You have to surf the internet. Okay. I, I'm already on there. Oh, well, head over to www... Wait, you don't need it. Head over to <laughs> patreon.com slash verticalviewing. And there you can sign up to be a hydrogen, helium, or lithium level supporter oh cool okay so and then i see there that you can request reviews yes uh and you get access to all sorts of goodies yes jake gyllenhaal is trapped in a vault you can yes you can see him we need to release him so no we shall not raise money for that uh the big lebowski review should be up this week keep an eye keep an eye out for that yeah tasty stuff Dune is also up there. Under the Skin is up there. Awesome. Weird. Uh, there's that. there's some good movies on there. There yeah. are some other movies on there. There's well, a freebie too. Snowpiercer. Wanna... Yeah, Snowpiercer's on there. Oh, that's yes. a good one. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> if you want a taste of what we're all about, um, there's a free commentary for uh, the Nicolas Cage masterpiece that is Knowing. It's truly a masterpiece. Ask Dan Nichols. He loves it. Uh, it matches up with the Netflix time signature, so just uh, set the time to the same number, and, and we can watch a movie together. Yeah, yeah. play it on your we, phone where we don't shut up. Whatever you like, just we crack jokes all the way through. Yeah, as as long as the time code on your phone matches with the movie, then it's you're watching it right along there with us. So yeah, Patreon.com, also Twitter.com/slash Vertical Viewing at Vertical Viewing. I guess is what you could say. That's how the young. That's how don't, the kids do it. Don't go to Instagram because the vertical viewing Instagram account has been shadow banned. You can go. You just have to look specifically to for it. us. It's a disaster. Uh, our theme song it. is by the Anti Theory. Dope. We can get on with the show. Rick, Let's. is is there any quick goodies before the main event? Yes, I would like to address some comments from a recent episode. Oh. Uh-oh. I believe you had rewatched The Force Awakens and anticipation for Days of Review. Yeah, I mentioned you. You did. Yeah. And uh, in in my words, through your words, uh, the first time you see The Force Awakens, especially all that anticipation, is so good, guys. Yes. Second time you see it, not as good. No. Like the contrivances, some of the J.J. abrams stuff, some of the you know referencing of the uh, A New Hope. Uh, can get a little tired, but I must say it does come back around again. It's very fun. I watched it uh, earlier this week uh, after I saw uh, The Last Jedi, and it just reminds you of a lot of things. But there are flaws, and it's uh, rough, man. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. It's I don't know if it's rough. I love it. It's so much fun. Uh, it- I, I, the 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 part that I hate the most is probably when the giant. There's like it. Ray and Kylo were fighting, and the Earth just parts. Apart. <laughs> yeah. It's like, really, come on! And you never see uh, Kylo again, and all the con- the, the con- 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 coincidences to lead up to the to to the everyone coming together can be a little rough, and the resetting of characters. But it's hard not to have so much fun, and the characters are so good. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Finn. Well, it doesn't feel like a movie; it just feels like a collection of writing pieces that are all jammed together and th- there's so much jostling for position i but i still can't believe that's part where it's like oh it's just another death star i was like oh no it's six times bigger than that and they literally show it the whole planet is a death star and, and they do that whole entire thing in like five minutes <laughs> like oh yeah we <laughs> yeah it's it's just useless i mean we can't we 
we don't, we don't have time to get into The Force Awakens, but it's, yeah, it's awesome. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> he gave about. it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I thought that was uh, a hard-hitting I'm curious uh, as to what effect. Ryan Johnson thought of it, because his movie takes those things in very interesting directions, I must right? say. Very true. Uh, did you have any other goodies? Yeah. Uh, I also, <laughs> I guess coincidentally, but in, partially inspired by your uh, last week's review of Love Actually, I managed to see that. Ooh. I, I double bill with The Holiday. Have you guys seen The Holiday? I've, I've heard never about seen it. The Holiday. I'll, I will say this about Lo- Love Actually. It's brisk. You know, it's quick. There's lots of stories. The holiday is so long, and there's only two stories. And I watched it right after Love Actually. It retroactively made Love Actually so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, The Holiday. Uh, <laughs> although it is weird, like Jack Black, it was so young, and it was like a romantic co-lead with like Jude Law and Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. Uh, but I feel like oh, a lot of yeah. the problems you'd have with Love Actually are kind of extended. In the holiday, it's just like, what if we made one of those stories like half the movie and like at almost feature length? I forgot this movie existed. I mean, it's a typical white cover with red font and a bunch of floating heads, and yeah, it's a movie you know, that I would never see. Basic, yeah. Basically, Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz, Diaz, they're having some troubles in their lives, um, uh, romance problems, and they switch Let's switch houses. Yeah, fuck. And then we'll, uh, switch, li- we'll Ca- switch lives. For Cameron little, Diaz little falls while. in love with uh, uh, Kate Winslet's brother, who's played by Jude Law, and uh, Kate Winslet falls in love with Jack Black, who's like a friend of uh, Cameron Diaz. And like uh, Cameron Diaz edits trailers for a living, and apparently she's like loaded from doing that. She ha- there's a scene where she has a DVD wall. It's like every DVD ever. It's hilarious. There's a scene where they go to Blockbuster. And- no, oh, yeah. yeah, no. It's uh, it's all studio films, I'm sure, from yeah. that company. It's there's a, it's like it's fun, all all these cool, good looking, but it is long. It makes it makes me makes you want to see Love Actually again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what else you got? Is that it? One last thing. Uh, you did mention you saw the the Greatest Showman last week. Yeah. I was also there. Can you talk about it yet? Uh, I I can say this that I saw it as a as a media as a critic and uh, the embargo. Uh, is up the same day of release, and that's all I will say. It's not a good sign. Uh, I, I, I will say that I'm not surprised. <laughs> Probably not the most apt title for a movie. No. <laughs> no. You've looked into the, the guy, right? You've, oh, you've, you've, not based in the truth at all. You've read up on P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. Barnum. He did a lot of stuff. Yeah, quite a guy. Yeah. he. It's Imagine if they made a, a movie about Donald Trump, and it was all about like when he was like on The Apprentice... And like in Home Alone 2. But it was like a cheery musical with attempts at positive messages about people with yeah, disfigurements like and disabled people. Or Brett Michaels and Omarosa was singing, like dancing in the background or something. Characters saying... Tom Green. Who else hey, was on the Subway Apprentice? Aren't you kind of exploiting these people? No. They love it. They love it. We're giving them a chance to be, the, be equals. No, uh, looks kind of like you're making a lot of money off of them, actually. Uh, no, no. I would, Don't mention this again. Carry on. Sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would see Mil- uh, Michelle Williams as Melania Trump. That would be pretty dope. She's having a year. Yeah. Right? Uh, okay, I, I watched a couple things. What did you watch? The Shape of Water. Nice. Which we Maybe might... We will talk about. Talk about in a full episode. I enjoyed it. It's pretty crazy. How did, how did you enjoy certain scenes? 
got some things that I like, some things I don't like. Red's dropping shit. I don't know what's going on. I don't either. There goes the phone. That's Um, what it was. (laughs) Yeah, so The Shape of Water, stay tuned for that. I also watch Girls Trip. Oh. Which... Why did you watch Girls Trip? Because it's amazing. All right. I heard it was supposed to be good. It's hilarious. I don't believe it. No, it is hilarious. But there's way too much plot. Yeah, there's like this TMZ subplot with photos and it not one of the char- Queen Latifah's character is sort of this Perez Hilton type happens be- to be doing stories on the husband of yeah, a, yeah, and her best friend is involved in this scandal and it's like, "Oh, do I release these photos of my best friend?" and and it all coincidentally comes to a head on this one weekend, the same weekend as but Essence Fest. Tiffany Haddish is amazing. That scene is an all-timer. The grapefruit scene? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a grapefruit scene in this with that involves a banana okay. and, and a grapefruit. Uh, and Tif- Tiffany Haddish deserves an Oscar for that scene alone. She's so brave. Uh, it, in- it it involves some circular motion and and some lips and some <laughs> maybe the back of her throat at some scenes. All right. The the movie's hysterical. Ge- it, the, Girls Trip is genuinely hysterical movie, and it's much better than your average. It's by far the funniest movie I think of 2017. Oh really? I mean, I, I mean it's a small pool. The Zastro artist was pretty funny. Yeah, but comedy is pretty thin these days. It's hard to find anything that's truly good anymore. And I, I thought, aside from some stupid gross-out moments with just pissing all over the crowd at Mar- Mardi Gras and shit like that. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, I thought Girls <laughs> Trip was a complete home run for for what it is. Like, for just one of those sort of party movies in the spirit of bridesmaids i mean there's a lot of them now it is really long though yeah and the score in it is distracting as fuck there's this i mean some of the scenes have this ridiculous back score that's so unnecessary because the performances are really good and the characters are really well drawn and you don't i don't know you don't need any of that shit uh but girls trip take the trip it's really good man hmm it's really, really good. Interesting. And today, just today, I watched Beyond Skyline, the, <laughs> the sequel to 2010. Wait, that's out now? Skyline? Yeah. When did it come out? I don't know. What's? I don't know what either of those are. Okay, anyone? Skyline is about an alien invasion. Uh, this is when District 9 came out. Take a bunch people's of people's brains? Yeah, they take people's brains out. When District 9 came out, a bunch of shitty low-budget sci-fi sort of rip-off films came out, and this was one of them. Was it mock, uh, documentary style? No. A little, but it's very low-budget, right? And yeah. it was sort of micro-budget sci-fi with big-budget special effects. But it, was, it did well enough, and it was good enough to make a sequel? No, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm baffled that the, this the, got a the, sequel. The first skyline is all set in a condo building, and the the main sort of... I guess novelty of the movie is this is blue light that shines into people's eyes and that sort of attracts them. They get hypnotized by this blue light and they get sucked up into the sky into these sort of independence day kind of things. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous, but beyond skyline, however, is a sequel that never got needed to be made to a movie that never needed to be made in the first place. But beyond skyline is kind of cool, man. What? Yeah. How's that work? 
Okay, it's because the first part of the movie, Frank Who's Star Frank Grillo. First of all, Frank Grillo is really cool. Crossbones, oh, you, you had me, you sold me. Yeah, Cross, I like Frank Grillo. Crossbones, he's great. and he thinks he's in one of the Purge movies. Yeah, he's a cool dude, and uh, he's trapped in the subway, and then he comes out. He's a survivor of one of these attacks. And his son gets sucked up into the ship. So he oh, sort no. of... As they do. I'm going to go up and with them. See Give if me I can back survive. my son. Kind of. But there's also all these awesome giant mechs. Like these aliens get into these giant mech suits that are sort of, I don't know, maybe quarter the height of Pacific Rim type things. They're big, but they're not, you know, city size. They can fuck shit up. Uh, and then when we go into the ship, we get spat back out. We're in L.A., but the, the ship spits us out in Cambodia or something, or Laos. What? So then, Eco Uwais, or whatever, from the raid shows up, and the other guy from the raid shows up. So you're and in then, the raid? And then it turns into a fucking raid movie. <laughs> are, are they legal? Wow. They're in the high rise. Movies together? So they're fucking, all these dudes are like slicing and dicing these alien dudes in those Angkor Wat ruins in Cambodia and shit. It's completely ridiculous. I didn't really like the movie, but it's it's, it's kind of badass, man. Does, does it live up to its name? <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's totally beyond Skyline, man. Totally beyond Skyline. It sounds like one to have on, like, in the background, you don't pay attention to, and occasionally you notice, it oh, was, that looks pretty it, wicked. It looks pretty wicked. It really does. The special effects are top-notch. Uh, it looks like Warframe. Oh, shit, really? See, if, if there's a video game called Warframe, free-to-play, I believe. Yep. So just play it for free. <laughs> Uh, and all the guys in it look like these sort of chunky, weird like exosuits. weird lobster guys. Yeah, they look kind of dumb. Um, is there anywhere to go beyond beyond Skyline? Uh, I would probably say Ultra what Skyline. What was that Monsters sequel? Monsters University. Oh no, um. <laughs> Monster. Do you remember there was the the Gareth Edwards film? They made a sequel from to that monster. Yeah, Dark Continent. Right, that's it. That movie's actually maybe better than Beyond Skyline. Oh man, both monsters movies are actually so good. You like the Dark Continent? It's kind of so. cool, right? <laughs> so. if, I, if I recall correctly, I do like it. Yeah, I think that does it for me. Yes, it does. Let me check. Yes, it does. Does can it? You, can you confirm? I can confirm, Michael, Yo, yeah, what do you uh, have for us? Well, is there anything? Well, yeah, I started watching The Crown Season 2. Heard it's good. No spoilers. It, it's really good. Like, I, I really enjoyed Season 1, and this has stepped it up. Heard, so it's, uh, heard online that this was and is the most expensive TV show ever made. The production design is incredible. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Like, they do such a okay. good job of this. It's Wouldn't have thought. Like it follows for anyone who's not sure what this is. Like if you haven't heard of it, I'm sorry, but you should be watching The Crown. Like it follows Queen Elizabeth and land some like, smack on that. Like her her life. So if you're interested, in, even we if you are, if you like a good drama, if you like a good drama, like even if you aren't part of the Commonwealth, <laughs> I am just, and I do not. But it's funny how some of the conflicts feel so insubstantial compared to like um, Prince Harry is engaged to a divorced American actress. Yeah. And like scandalous. If if that happened in within the time frame of the crown, it would Huge. be the worst thing ever. That's actually in season one. Yeah. Because it follows Princess Margaret, like Queen Elizabeth's sister, trying to get married to just a divorced to man. To just a divorced dude. And they wouldn't allow it. Like it's because it was such a huge deal. So 
just watching the politics and how proper and rigid they have to live their lives. I can't wait Super for the cool. storyline in future Crown uh, seasons when they have to confirm Princess Diana's virginhood. Because oh, that was a big deal at the time. Yeah. That's a thing that happened? They wanted to make sure she was a virgin. That's yeah. The, oh, man. It's horrible. The royal family. <laughs> just, yeah. watch, just watch the crowd. That's like, some, so that's like some fucked up uh, Joan of Arc type shit. Hereditary... Uh, like leadership is just it's it's good right there, there's a reason why it's monarchy is kind of outdated yeah. on the way out. yeah i was worried because uh, season two doesn't have or at least so far uh john lithgow in it like because spoilers he, he dies yeah so <laughs> that happens in history to uh, most people because he yeah he did not live forever <laughs> so um i was worried that maybe not having his presence would would slow it down a little, but no, everyone is super good in this. Claire Foy, who is great in season one, has really stepped it up too. She's a great actress. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. That's that's really all I've watched, and I just played a bunch of video games like the Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC. Mm. I, had, I had to ride around on my dirt bike. Yeah, yeah. There's a dirt bike in Zelda. It's pretty sweet. What? Yeah, it's pretty weird, right? What? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Red's not feeling that one. Not like a horse or some kind well, of... Well, yeah, there's already it horses. Lo- it yeah. looks like a horse. <laughs> Wh- who invented a dirt bike in... Well, to be fair, if, if you haven't played Breath of the Wild, it's actually a post-apocalyptic world where there's, like, ancient technology and stuff and spider tanks walking around. Like, it's... It's, it's, it's not actually out of place in that world. <laughs> it's pretty cool, actually. Okay. Maybe I can get on board. What we can get on board, I'm sure is the slow-moving convoy of rebel ships that is just out of reach. Uh, Scott, can you check how much fuel we have left? By my calculations, it's critical. Two hours and 30 minutes of fuel left, Do, do I have time to uh, gamble? You do. We can send you on a, on a weird mission to go to the casino. We have just enough fuel so you can go gamble. And come back. Yeah. Like yeah. A are, you sure, cool are, you, are you guys sure that that's not going to matter at all? <laughs> no, we have, we have a purple-haired lady in charge. I guarantee you it won't matter. <laughs> So that was a clip from Star Wars The Last Jedi. Rey develops her newly discovered abilities 
with the guidance of Luke Skywalker, who is unsettled by the strength of her powers. Meanwhile, the Resistance prepares to do battle with the First Order. Star Wars The Last Jedi is written and directed by Ryan Johnson. With an eye. And it stars Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Andy Serkis, Domhnall Gleeson, and introducing Kelly Marie Tran. Oh, that's cute, right? I'm, I'm so excited that Vietnamese people exist in the Star Wars universe now. And they, right off the bat, they make a fucking difference, right? Oh, yeah. With the worst lines in the movie. Well, we'll also with, no, with some pretty badass well, actions. Not white, white people wrote those lines, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's convenient. There's like people of color actually making a difference to the plot of the movie here, rather than just being, I guess, in the background, or not even in the movie at all. Uh, what's that guy we were talking about from Return of the Jedi? There's one Asian man, I think, in all of the original Star Wars films. Uh, something young. Declan Young or something like that. He's flying one of the B-Wings in Return of the Jedi. Okay. And, of course, he dies. Blows up. Yeah, he blows up. Uh, <laughs> we're here to review The Last Jedi, ladies and gentlemen. This is something we do once a year now, right? For yeah, Star Wars movie. Until the end of time. There will be maybe two a year. Do, will there ever be a time where we have... Two and one. I mean, we get three three Marvel films so. a year, right? I mean, I think they're f- they're going to run out out of directors to fire to have two a year. Well, you put it on a conveyor belt. There is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Well, Marvel is there and they're doing it. But yeah, I and mean, like the, there's the stuff on TV is garbage, so yeah. it's too much of a good thing. But is the Last Jedi too much of a good thing? No, it's so good. Red. It's so good. Okay, what did you think of this movie? Um, I I mean, I have a, a couple things that really I did not like that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but aside from those, I love this movie. It did things that I don't remember seeing in any other Star Wars movie. It felt like maybe the the studio was very like i mean rightly so but so confident in this property that they allowed a little bit of freedom to do some actual directing in this movie um so playing with sound in interesting ways and actually having really interesting uh frames like cinematography was great more than like attention was paid to details that i don't remember seeing in other movies not the originals not the uh prequels so not even force awakens no not even force mm-hmm. awakens this is probably the most well directed star wars movie right yeah i would agree with that it, it's uh it was really enjoyable to watch not just as a star wars movie but as <clears throat> any movie so. i kind of think this was almost barely a star wars movie there's so much that has nothing to do with anything and that's not a criticism like it's crazy how ryan johnson directly addresses all the open, dangling, ha- hanging threads that J.J. Abrams left. But he almost, like, throws them, a lot of them away. I mean, Luke Skywalker kind of throws a lot of them away. And then... <laughs> right. um, like, immediately just, like, declares what's a priority and what's not. And But there's so many, like, things that they go on to explore and discuss that aren't haven't been even touched on in Star Wars. It's so inventive and innovative. Yeah. Uh, I can yeah. see why he was... He's going to direct a whole original trilogy and just leave this uh, new one. Yeah. Like, that makes total sense to me. He's got a really fresh take on things, and I'm excited to see. Disney apparently has no idea what he wants to do, and neither does he. Yeah. Ryan Johnson 
has been given the a, a sequel trilogy beyond what we're seeing now, and no one knows anything. Well, aside about from a couple be. Disney flourishes in this, like really, really obvious Disney-fications, um, I feel really comfortable with it being in his hands. So, I, I like I said, I look forward to you know the, whatever he he comes up with for his trilogy. And uh, as far as Last Jedi goes, because you you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you weren't with us... I love Star Wars. Two years ago, a a 10 out of 10, a rare perfect score was handed out. Yeah, that 10 has probably... Not aged well. ...decreased. (laughs) But not much. It's like a a 9.5 for a 9. Like, I fucking love it. So The Force Awakens still remains... The Force awakens something in you. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Wide awake. (laughs) But... uh, Your your expectations were high coming into this, I would assume. Well, actually, no. I kind of have started to become a little bit more cynical a little bit less optimistic. So I was really pleasantly surprised with this one. Um, Yeah, I'm really happy with this movie, but uh, I do have to say that I was disappointed with how Porgs ended up being handled in this film. What are you talking about? Uh, They're (laughs) They're actually never called Porgs in the movie, too. No, they should have just... Like, he should have eaten them. He should have eaten them every time. I agree. He should eat them in every scene. And instead of them being cute and he's being like, oh, get out of here, it should be like he eats them to to intimidate the other ones. Like, Chewie is a predator of these little... He he should eat the damn porgs. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) You heard it here. the porg pizza earlier? Porg pizza, yeah. Yeah, we all ate extra porgs. Mm, Porg pizza. I don't care how cute they are. With blue milk from that weird animal. I mean that that's it feels like that's what Ryan Johnson was setting up a little bit, right? Like, hey everybody, love these cute little pork things. Uh now once you're in my in my theater, I'm gonna make you watch one of our characters chomp down on these cute things. It's it's but sort it was of, a misdirect because Chewie just like they win him over right no, away and they're like, We're so cute you can't even eat the one that you already killed, skinned, and cooked. But it would go along with the theme that Ryan Johnson is is playing with fan expectations a little bit. Right and and taking sort of the the ongoing sort of oh he's commentary that's he's always running us yeah and and just playing with it and throwing it out right it's te- he's teasing you I mean that that felt like a lot of what he's doing in this movie I mean I think J J Abrams tried to give us a lot of what we wanted and Ryan Johnson just <laughs> said no no thanks well yeah I f- I feel like this is the first movie that has been made with fan sort of feedback taken into full account because the prequels were made all on George Lucas's watch. He would never listen to what anyone well, would have had to say. And the original trilogy, again, similar thing. Uh, and Force Awakens had to be a very controlled thing, right? It, it fan, think- fan feedback wouldn't have worked for Force Awakens because they really needed to right the ship and get everything back on the rails. Which was a result of how the prequels were. Yeah, it, it, Yeah, but now... We have we've had a year and a half, two years to listen to all the fan theories, to listen to oh, you know, we need more female representation and we need characters to be this and that and this is a better way to do things and characters this and that and this feels like they've taken all of the fans' feedback into account and made the movie a little more mature uh and a little more modern. I don't know. I I could see that. Mike what do you think of this movie? I laugh. I love this movie. What are you talking about? Afterwards, I was walking on sunshine. I was on cloud nine, all those things. Uh, there are a lot of criticisms that I'll bring up throughout the course of our discussion here. 
but I don't care about any of them really. Really? Like I had a fantastic time with this movie. Like I, I just, this is the most entertaining Star Wars movie that exists. I would say simply because more than Empire. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, I, for me, because it's an it's an entertaining movie. Like there's a lot of jokes in this, and people. Like, the characters seem to Almost be... Almost too many jokes. Well, yeah, I, I've heard criticisms about it being a little too Guardians of the Galaxy that way. Yes. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, because a lot of these characters have had that sense of humor from The Force Awakens. Some of it is a little jarring. Yeah. Like, um, is Dom- it a little jar-jarring? Donald <laughs> uh, Gleeson's really, uh, General Hux, he's... A complete punchline in this movie. They reduced him to absolutely nothing. Hux is- reminds me of uh, the Commander Cobra or whatever from G.I. <laughs> <G>. Joe. <laughs> ah, come on! Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, like, I loved how Ryan Johnson just played with your expectations. He's like, okay, you know where this is going? Yeah, I'm just going to change it up a little. You know, just enough that it... you did not expect this to happen. Do you think he's fucking with J.J. Abrams the most? Maybe it's like <laughs> it's hard not to think that because he just takes so many elements that J.J. Abrams and his uh, collaborators took so much time and effort to re- establish or reestablish and just throws them and he just like throws them away. Okay, so I, I'm it's the moment when Kylo throws Hux against the wall. It's kind of like what Johnson has done with J.J. Abrams ideas. He's just like, <laughs> I see that you're aside. here and then uh, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. You wrote a garbage character. Let me throw him against <laughs> the wall. He's stupid. Yeah, no, like, I don't think this movie needs to be two and a half hours long. I didn't mind it, really, but uh, it it did drag a little, uh, I thought, throughout some of the center of this movie. it Big was time. It was a bit of a mess, but it was a beautiful mess. <laughs> like I, I gotta say, I almost loved everything in the first two acts, and that last act, I feel like, because it's almost like it sets up, on, on it's like, they just added like if this was the empire of this neutrality they just added a lot of return of the jedi just to the ending yeah and it was like a whole new like action sequence on a different planet and all this stuff and not that it wasn't good or enjoyable or i didn't like it it just i it, it didn't jive with me as the the first two acts did i thought the ending was fucking awesome man see what what so i love good. what i love about this film is I have read a bunch of opinions because I just wanted to dive into the comment boards on the internet and see what people had to say. And everybody is all over the map. Like this is Which I think is kind of great. This movie is different to a lot of people, and I love that about it. See, I don't feel that. I don't understand. I, to a some degree, yes. But to a certain degree, when everybody is going off saying that this movie is so different and this movie takes so many risks and it's so weird... I'm I am honestly not feeling that. Like I it, it seems Star Wars movies are always kind of weird and the old ones took they took risks. Empire took a ton of risks. I I I don't see exactly what is so crazy and weird about The Last Jedi. I think what's crazy and weird about The Last Jedi is people are so used to The Force Awakens 2 years ago being a new hope like it was too familiar like i think a lot of people were saying like oh i can't wait to see because this is gonna be the empire and it's I, I, in my opinion it's not really like uh the empire strikes back it's its own thing in many ways at least narratively yeah, yeah. people are trying to force that comparison i think right right absolutely and, they are and this is like it feels the, the stakes are sort of reduced in this movie like like in the, gal- gal- in the, the galactic the, the personal stakes are very yeah. high 
Well, it's the remnants of the resistance, right? Like this is the final which <laughs> remainder. Doesn't really jive with the end of the last movie, right? No, there's a lot more people. I guess there was a giant there's like, attack. There's like and, ten people now, right, in the resistance. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Well, I mean, Starkiller Star Killer Base did stuff before it got blown up. Like it destroyed planets full of government, and I don't know. I'm so so confused by the current status of the galactic. So you government. want more? You want yeah. more trade federation? That's what Rick wants. He wants just, more of the Gungans. Oh, and, I want some uh, more litigation about the trade tariffs. You want and, those really <laughs> racist, like Asian stereotype, and all the newt, really exciting, like no uh, newt gun scenes. What are those guys called? The very beginning, the trade federation guys. I don't know what just, they're called. They basically speak not the Gungans. No, those those weird horrible Asian stereotypes in Phantom Menace that are like oh. <laughs> these little frog guys that stand on the ship and yeah that's not good yeah no it's not a good look um I, I thought this movie was excellent I was coming in with low expectations because The Force Awakens doesn't work on a rewatch and I was worried that The Last Jedi will do the same thing so then I just preemptively lowered all my expectations in advance, right? Just not going to let this one win me over. You were protecting your heart. Only to have all of these cards topple down a year later when I rewatched this damn thing. So, that being said, I thought The Last Jedi was amazing. Yeah, it's so good. It's really weird and takes a lot of risks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Listen to this guy. It doesn't. Um, but I, I am concerned that you could probably get away with telling this whole story at 22 minutes. <laughs> I don't know why you need two hours and 30 minutes. Uh, they had a certain amount of fuel left. You know what? They could actually... Yeah. It should have been 33 minutes, and you just call this movie Battlestar Galactica Episode 2, <laughs> <laughs> where the Cylons are following these fucking people every 33 system minutes. System. Yeah. That's That's what we're ripping off here right yes i did think of that <laughs> once and it's okay though it's okay it's no it's honestly fine galactica's wicked it, it's so. honestly fine because this movie's more about tying up as you said a lot of the loose ends that the force awakens left so you're kind of watching the um, force awakens 2.5 they almost they tie up like almost everything <laughs> yeah i don't know where this like I have this no is idea. like the end of the trilogy. It does. It does feel like that, right? Well, they they just wipe out so many people. Well, like, and it I, for the first time uh, in a long time, I am not excited for the next episode. It's like say what you which will sounds really bad about the Force Awakens, but the way it ends, you're so excited for yep. the next one. Like yep. it sets up everything so well. This movie, episode nine, cannot I I can I'll be mm-hmm. shocked if it's not terrible. Because where it could literally take up take place right after it could take place like ten years after the Last Jedi, and the the way the people are left, like where do they go from here? You have no idea. I think avoiding the cliffhanger ending that Empire gives us, I think, was maybe part of Ryan Johnson's plan to distance himself from being the Empire from having the same template. I'm yeah. so curious as to what uh, Derek Conley and Colin Trevor's now discarded what, episode 9 what script What they was. were going to do. That's probably why they couldn't finish writing it. I, like, after, <laughs> after watching this movie, I can't, I, I can't blame them for probably not writing something that was worth filming. Well, and Carrie Fisher's death has something to do with it. Because the original plan, I think, right. was to have... They had to rewrite it. Han 
was given the Force Awakens was going to be Han's movie. This was Luke's. This was Luke's. Although Leia is all over this movie. Yeah, tons of Leia. She has so much to do. This kind of is her movie, right? Yeah. There. Uh, did you guys see in the end of the credits there? Yeah. Yeah. The dedication. That should have been right up front, right? Yeah. I think that should have been right up front. The most iconic shot, maybe in the whole movie, is of Carrie Fisher when she's got that fucking sweet collar wrapped around her face. Oh, man, that is awesome. Peering through the sort of crack of this giant door that is the most Star Wars door ever made. I mean, it's the most rusted fucking Star Wars door you've ever seen. Giant slab of metal. Oh, man. <laughs> With those weird big teeth that are all busted up coming in. But the way that her whole face is just framed. and That was badass. I mean, that is like out of a piece of art immediately. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess when people say this is probably the most well-directed Star Wars movie, I guess I agree. There's not enough it's beautiful, but this, we're spending most of the movie on board ships. So I for and your- inside cramped casino, we don't get a lot of chances to be out in the fresh air. Well, except back on the island. True. Hanging out with the porgs, but a lot of those shots are at night and not. I don't those know my horse creature things like during the race when they're running around. Yeah, with those, oh, the uh, rabbit horses, cho- those chocobo furry things. That I mean, let's get rid of the whole casino Kanto. Oh man, that's thing. like the new Mos Eisley Cantina. That uh, casino is really cool. Is, is it weird that casino look like? less show and flashy than real casinos it just looked like it was a little weird yeah it just looked like earth but it's like the high roller casino so you know it doesn't have to be quite as flashy but it's like if you saw that casino in vegas you'd be like oh it's not gaudy enough (laughs) man uh rick your thoughts you you are a fan of this movie i saw your letterbox score it wasn't it wasn't crazy uh, so what do you I, think? I'm a huge fan of Ryan Johnson. Uh, I've seen all his movies multiple times. I love Brick. Uh, Brick is so good. So good. Looper sucks, uh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, 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 <laughs> and I, my anticipations were high. And I, like I said, I, I loved everything in the first two acts. I did not love everything after. It is a little long, but the, there's some all timers. And I really admired how much he just said, like, F you to a lot of, like, usual star wars stuff that you supposedly have to do and the way he wraps things or explores narrative arcs and characters how he takes all these things that were painfully set up in the in the force awakens and goes in his own weird directions uh you know he does not care about satisfying anyone but himself and i'm so impressed that he got like every lucasfilm and kathleen kennedy and all these people on board for his vision and the way he just takes it off from force awakens and the way where he ends it for the, the knowing that there has to be a third movie in, in this trilogy is so ballsy and bold. Um, I did like I, some of the humor, like it is w- jarring, like it, it feels weirdly out of place. And being like the f- phone conversation bit. <laughs> Every Star Wars movie now has to begin with a Poe bit, doesn't yeah. it? See, right, that, that works for for Poe though. But do you remember like, in Force yeah, Awakens? I like it, but that phone bit it also went on for a long time. The Force Awakens started this the exact same way, right? Do you talk first? Yeah. or Do I talk first? We're sort of establishing this playful tone of the movie, and Poe is maybe the best character to do that. Uh, but like, but it, it it is kind of when you mention Star Lord, Guardians of the Galaxy. I start to get a sour look on my face because that's brutal. I mean, if that starts infecting, you can't have 
a character that's be originally inspired by Han Solo wrapping back around and, and infecting Star Wars again. It's ridiculous. It's it's so unexpected. So I wonder on a rewatch how now knowing it, if it you're like, okay, it's it's fine. Uh, but like the movie starts off incredibly too. Like, how good is that opening sequence? Also, because that's supposed to be playing the most Star Warsy part of the movie, right? You begin with a space battle, right? It, yeah, it's it's a reading the Ryan Johnson spent all of 2016 reading internet comments about the Force Awakens. <laughs> Went okay, got it. I got it. Okay, they want space battles. I'm, I'm, I'm reading all the articles on Reddit, and everyone's fucking losing their mind. They wanted more space battles. So I can't imagine Ryan Johnson caring at all about people's opinions on the internet. I think he does. This is, like the guy is such a. He's always listening to podcasts and shit like that, like film reviews. He's a total nerd. Well, okay, it's different to listen to him appearing on the Slash Film Guest <laughs> than yeah. reading random commenters. But to begin with a space battle is sort of like him saying, "I'm giving you what you." Ask for, but it's a tease because I don't think he really gives us what we want. The rest of the movie. Oh man, we get that payoff at the end. Give me a break. No, but not in like the not conventional in space battle. Not though. in like the 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 force. Of, like the Force Awakens, literally. Like if you wrote a book, like oh, what do we want now after the prequels? It had all of it, right? I think yes. I don't think in this movie he it does was like that. a checklist. Yeah, it was this. He 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 almost teases you and he gives you something maybe you didn't know you wanted. Yeah. Like, like I don't like I don't want to get into the nitty gritty right we'll now. We'll get there. But like some of the lightsaber battles or the character resolutions, like I I'm now that I've seen it, I'm like, yeah, I wanted that. But if you would ask me, like, no, you know, I wanted to unfold slowly over two movies, like the the original trilogy and stuff like that. Ryan Judge does not care. Like <laughs> he must he must have laughed every time they like what they they talk who's going to direct the next one because it's like they're going to have a rough time. <laughs> Like it's gonna be me because nobody else is gonna know what to do. So he's writing people into a corner almost. I, I wonder if like he handed in the script. He has an answer. Like, oh yeah, this is so good. So you're gonna do the next one for us, right? You're gonna do nine for us. Like no. Well, you'll write it, right? I'm like no. Like you do it like a story treatment. No. I'm like. In fact, I'm gonna write an yeah. entirely different science yeah. fiction movie and I'm gonna well, slate it to come out in December. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, you'll do a, like a spin-off for us. No. Well, what will you do for us? I don't know. Like a whole new thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Make my own avatar. Yeah. Like Schmavatar. <laughs> like some some of the stuff in this movie is insane. Like uh, the way we learn about Snoke and his like whole layer and stuff. Like, the imagery in that is, like, breathless. It's breathtaking. Yeah, it's straight up Emperor's Throne Room rehash, right? Uh, I, I wouldn't say rehash. No, I don't. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't either. Like, it's it's definitely evoking that, and you, but it's its own thing, too, right? There was the the scene, the violence, scenes of violence uh, in, in this movie are totally different than the Emperor's Room, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But that theme of red seems so on the nose, yes. right? It's the like, whole movie has red in it. We are the Sith, so... You gotta wear red. It's just the thing we do. We have red lightsabers. It's all, it's a big color-coded thing we got going on. It's like, in our. Well, I don't want to get into the whole hyper crystals work, but I mean, it's just science. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Right? That's why we have to hyper crystals why are they red, have red armor. Blue and green, except if you're black, they're purple. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's but how, that's but how why do the works. Imperial Guards have red armor? Because they're Imperial Guards. Uh, yes. It just looks cool. <laughs> That's why Tie fi- jet fighter or Tie fighter pilots wear black uh, because they're like Imperial pilots. They just have suits. weird like shock whips and stuff, and 
I mean, oh, that, co- those co- things were insane. Collect all six, right? I mean, yeah, that's a that's exactly what that is. <laughs> um, so the themes of this movie: main theme, let the past die. Yeah, resistance, redemption. Sub theme: we don't need another hero. <laughs> Right? We don't need another way home. <laughs> I thought these were kind of cool. I've seen a lot of people really digging the fact that The Last Jedi features women in positions of power telling hot-headed dudes to chill the fuck out and stop being such a bunch of dickweeds. Pretty yeah, nice. Poe po Dameron gets, his, he gets he's told he, his place. Yeah, he gets a smackdown, right? Multiple times in this film. But is it weird how they like, oh, well, that's cute, Poe. We still like you. Yeah. That's a little weird. Yeah. But, I mean... You caused this... You killed people. You, you're responsible for death. I don't think they can really afford to get rid of him at this point. <sighs> well, no. So... Is that a response to him maybe being this roguish character that they're trying to step away from, you know, the, the old stereotypes of what he was based on kind of right Maybe. throwing that under like all of this let the past die let the old star wars die burn it all down burn all burn burn the fucking original trilogy down man is that what ryan johnson means or is that a bit too far i think it's a, That's a I, bit too far because he because <laughs> he honors the original trilogies so well in this like he's not trying to get rid of the whole thing I mean, you could tell he clearly loved those original movies, right? Red ha- Red's formulating he just, something He just here. doesn't want us to, like with The Force Awakens being he, a rehash, right? Like, yeah, he didn't want to be derivative. He wanted yeah. to be honor their memory or their what they were, but make it Build on them. I think what it is, is it's maybe something about like a balance. Like the, the theme is actually about balance. like Some the, sort of force? Well, balancing, yes, with Kylo and and Ray, like that's that much is obvious. But Could also, be some sort of dark and light side, perhaps. Yeah, with with the the Jedi monopolizing <laughs> uh, the the Force. <laughs> if you, if you've yeah. seen all of Ryan Johnson's movies, like Brick is like sort of on like that sort of noir noir, noir detective thing. Brothers Bloom, the Con Man, Heist Caper, Looper, you know, sci fi travel. These are all original movies. It'd feel like he made his own original movie with, you know, these iconic characters, right? It's- yeah, it, it does. It feels like um, a weird 1950s, like, war movie or something where it's maybe about, like, a train or, like, a a submarine or a ship that's being chased by another ship. And it, it has a real sort of bridge on the River Kwai, old school kind of really simple plot device, right? It's... We're being chased by these giant, ominous empire and a leviathan, if you will. Yeah, and, and we're just out of reach, and we, you know, we're fuel, running out of time. Is that cr- we have critical. It's like a pre- it's kind of like mounting. a sorcerer kind of situation, right? It, it's it's like an old pressure cooker kind of. Yeah. Pitch. No, not well, a fan. Yeah, well, I have issues with a lot of that. It's but. finally, it's not like a, a planet killer. That we have to blow up. Star, star killer. Yeah, it's not some sort of star killer that we have to blow up. Uh, it, it feels like the last remnants of the old trilogy. These are the final rebels, now called the Resistance. It's like everything that comes after this is going to be totally new, its own thing. Yeah, we don't even need an episode See, nine, do we? Man. 
Well, it's interesting what they've opened up the can of worms with the fact that these arms dealers are sort of playing both sides and that the Empire is really this big corporate cash grab. Love it. So Love that. That's uh and and Del Toro's character Brutal character. Oh, that that was rough. Uh, you know <laughs> DJ. Some interesting Get him out of there. Decisions Get him there. the fuck out of here. I want a movie all about uh, Justin Thoreau's character who <laughs> just stay in the casino. <laughs> yeah, like so. Okay, he's like the James Bond of the yeah. Star Wars universe. So, right? the, so that like that dashing dude we kept cutting to, who's actually at the crap tables. That's the guy, that's the that, master code that we were actually going for. That was because yeah. I thought it was like a Yoda situation where no, no, no. Where nope. Benicio was the they, guy we no. wanted the whole t- after all the whole time. That was totally on accident. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's all, let's cut that whole casino shit out of the movie. Um, but I think beginning the film on our first misstep is probably starting off with General Hux because he is just a stupid ass character. He is a wiener. He, he is. I think Jesse Plemons was originally cast here. Like, I don't know how else to describe him as, but wiener. Uh, is that the point? I just, I think Domino Gleason's a great actor. But he's he's terribly miscast in Star Wars. Get, I, I thought, get him out of here. I thought it's he was so fine in the first one because he just served yeah. a role. He didn't have his own character. This one, like they he they made him the punchline so hard and fast. Well, I wonder if it's yeah, an overcorrection nothing. because he and Kylo yeah. have a sibling rivalry going on, and Kylo wasn't received but well by a lot of people. So maybe they're just trying to make Kylo the cooler brother by making Hux such the, a wiener and and yeah. just like a punchline, right? Yeah, like. They, they're aware that me, he's such a me, wiener, so let's just make fun of him. But you need to show me, like, show me him getting bullied. I don't know. Give me some sympathy for him. Like, he's not a sympathetic character. I don't. His. I don't buy his sort of evil demeanor. It's just like he's not scary. Domnall Gleason is not a scary guy. No, I'm I, sorry. I think I keep thinking I'm watching like Frank. He's a cute little. <laughs> Irish guy. See, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Like when he was giving the speech in Force Awakens, right as they launched, like when he had that, yeah, that Nazi fervor. There's some fire in his yeah, eyes. Like, that was good. Yeah, I, I thought that was. But then, fine. They, then that was gone. Yeah, yeah that's he missing. Just from... did one thing in this movie, and he did it constantly. Ryan Johnson directs him like a fool. Like he is a a punchline. Um, yeah. And the beginning here is the bombing sequence. Oh, that was amazing. The new B wings. I wish they had actual. It's one of one of my favorite sequences in any Star Wars movie. I think I just love how invested you are in that character we've never met and has no lines. Yeah, yeah. She was a ama- uh, Veronica No. Is her, she was pa- is her name Paige? Page T- T- Tico. Page Tico. Yeah, she's yeah. she's fumbling for this little detonator and all these when all the bombs drop out and that the, looks. Sick. Are you kidding me with that shit? And you're thinking to yourself, this is the opening five minutes of this film. This could, I, I'll, if this was the finale, I'm good with this. I was, I was. Yeah. You just like it's just such a great way to be like we're in this now. Yeah, and well, and that's one of the scenes where they're playing with sound. Yeah, like, there's in moments of silence. silence, and right away I was like, whoa. This is which not, how space would actually sound like. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like what Star Wars movie? Well, there is a scene I think in Attack of the Clones when they're going through the asteroid belt oh, with I'm the sorry, seismic what, what, charges, and it goes like silent, and then that is some great sound design. What is the, what is this movie you speak of? Uh, yeah, Attack of the Clowns. It's um, <laughs> Attack of the Clown Shoes is how it's pronounced. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that the the plot line of this 
fuel shortage and we're just out of reach and if we if we hyper jump one more time we're going to be sitting ducks this gets explained to the audience like five separate times with a ladle and John it's a kids movie I know of course. but John Boyega I feel like do they also ever explain why it is they contract them in hyper no we don't get that well, I feel like news tech Ro- Rose and Finn are like well if they do this this is probably what they're doing and it's, it's it kind of like, confirms that yeah. this technology it's the newest exists. OS update allows basically for, yeah. uh, hyperspeed tracking I thought we were going for some sort of mole that was on board and it wasn't any sort of tracking device it was someone on board as a spy and every time we jump they're just sending a signal out I thought something was like because Finn is a former stormtrooper that like maybe there was some like, he has like, a chip in him or something yeah oh, there's some gadget these, are, in these are fan theories guys well, these are what we call fan yeah, theories right here see and here again with the comments because I like to bash myself in the face with the internet <laughs> um, people are talking about how ridiculous it is that no one told Poe why they were doing what they were doing like why they were just going forward like about this old base they they didn't know how they were being tracked so there could easily have been a mole so you don't give your plan away to everybody on board okay like that actually makes sense within the film but it's not like it's that does make sense it's just that that's never really communicated to us yes that's that's my problem with the whole thing like, that makes sense when you look at it and think about it but they don't really give you that while you're watching and to the be film. fair you have to... seeing it from the point of view of poe you, you like uh laura dern's vice admiral character is like infuriating because it, oh, yeah. it does seem like she is doing just letting everyone slowly die that yeah. is a red herring, right? That her whole character... I guess we're getting into spoilers probably, right? Yeah, when can we... Yeah, I think we kind of have to. As soon as we cut to Ray, we're already in spoiler territory, I feel like. No one's going to want to know about anything that happens on this... Acto Island, right? So no one, no one should be listening to this unless they've seen. I suppose the movie. you're right. It's so funny because uh, I feel like this this movie in particular is so sensitive to spoilers, as most Star Wars movies. But this one just because it's the middle chapter and uh, the Empire has such a big spoiler. There's so much going on in this one. But like, I feel like I told you some of the quote unquote twists or reveals out of context. You would have they would mean nothing to you. That, That's true. Like as opposed to. Uh, Luke, even the Force, Force Awakens. Luke right? dies is the, really the only big one here, right? Or no, like Ray's that, that's not, still that's not even true. He does not die. Okay, Luke's a Force ghost. He be, yeah, he becomes one with like Luke was a Force ghost. He this whole physically time. dies. He ascends. Yeah, uh, but I feel like the spoilers begin as soon as we arrive on when Ray comes up to Luke and, and hands he, him the lightsaber yeah. and he tosses it over his shoulder. I feel like that's when the spoilers start that for this was whole movie. So good. Because that's Ryan Johnson saying your Star Wars theory. That that's like the in, first f you to like the Force Awakens. Toss it in the fucking ocean. I don't care what you thought about any of this lineage or anything. We literally spent two hours and fifteen minutes in that first movie, thirty years of you getting you to this island with me, and uh, no, I don't care. Yeah. Like, that lightsaber is the original Luke Skywalker lightsaber. He lost in a That's cloud Anakin city, Skywalker, right? right? Yeah, when, right. when he falls out of Cloud City, it it tumbles out of the bottom. Like this is yeah. family heirloom kind of thing, Which and we, he's like, nope. Ewan McGregor takes that from Anakin's uh, dying body in the volcano planet. And we don't know why this lightsaber is back, right? We ha- Who recovered it off of the planet Bespin? Uh, Lupito Nuango. Oh, yeah. We don't get yeah. any of that. Maz Kanata? You're done. When I make my official uh, Scott Wilson cut, 
of Star Wars, The Force Awakens. I love how she was in it for like a second. And last year. Like a hollow lens thing. I'm going to merge these two movies together and uh, Maz Kanata, you're done. Also, did you notice he didn't didn't use any of J.J. Abrams' like random resistance people? Like Ken Leong no. and Greg Gwenberg. He had his own new people who he kept replaying. The one alien guy with that weird head. He's from The Force Awakens, I believe. I think. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know who you're talking about. There's so many aliens. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one uh, thing that was introduced in this movie um, that's re- related to what you were talking about with Luke. Um, and this movie actually doesn't... The story can't work without what I would like to call... Uh, force timing. Yeah, it's, for, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Apple Force Time. Yeah. Dot TM. Yeah. Yeah. Force time. Or like the uh, the mind uh, melds with uh, like, Ray and uh, Kylo. Like another. Like it's yeah. obvious. Okay. So can we talk about how that's siblings? Right. No. No. That's not at all what it is. No. So Luke and Leia d- did that. Yeah. And Kylo no, and his sister Ray do it. No, that's he, what he might she be thinks. Onto something a little Ray bit. is I, the secret daughter of Han. No, but Snoke was and, the one that was putting them together. No, he's just saying. No, that. I, he's manipulating. I like was so lying. happy the way they resolved uh, Ray's lineage because it would have been so stupid. It was just a uh, oh yeah, that make, it would be like George Lucas being like, oh, I should make these two tw- uh, twins. Whoa, but they kind of made out that one time. Well, I was so I really hope that it this is not a misdirect. Um, I was frustrated that it was going to be this way, and they set it up like Ryan Johnson set it up to think, make you yes. think that because we were overlaid with Luke and Leia having their feelings go back and forth. The reason I was really worried is because I was remembering back to an open casting call that went out for a brother, uh, two people to play a brother and sister for the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> so it was like, oh shit! I really, really oh, hope. as little one, yeah, like from before the Force Awakens, it was like two people, like early to mid twenties. To play brother and sister, it's like oh shit. Hmm. So uh, you think that you're you're not taking Kylo Ren at face value? You're not you're not when he says that Ray had. Well, no, I that's really, just also him parents. lying. I really hope that it's Ryan Johnson just saying no. Like if this is the way we're gonna go, we can't do that. And they're not like I I am choosing to believe that he was telling the truth to Ray that she already knew that her parents were nobody and just left her there on yeah, the planet. I, does he does he have any advantage in lying to her at that moment? Yes. What? She's becomes vulnerable if and open bro- to suggestion. Yeah, but if they're bro- if they're brother and sister, that would be much more reason to join forces. Or Leia would have no, said something, but in a different yeah. way. Not in, like if they're brother and sister, then it's like an, a loving connection instead of an abandonment connection. Like he's trying to get her to to recognize bad like darkness in people. Whereas if it was like, then she's going to be like, then again, why did you kill Han? If it's if you know if we're brother and sister, I, I think that's a reach. That it's from yeah. the this, so they're lifting things from the novels, and they're like cherry picking what they are. No, but those making so those canon are totally and not. Uh, I don't know. I think yeah, Jaina and Jaden Solo. Is that who they were? And they have like another. And like, they have sibling. Anakin Solo. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, no, that's they, I don't they think. tossed all of that shit, man. Yeah. Well, I think you might be onto something. You're definitely not, though. But what, what <laughs> Ryan Johnson is also, trying to do... JJ is, and Ryan apparently separately decided on Ray's parents, and then it, it's apparently they agreed that that was what it was. Well, if it, oh, okay. it, it expands... This is part of why I think that they're listening to 
fan theories and they're reading internet comments, literally reading what fans are saying on the internet. But I, what, when, <laughs> well, when, Ky- when Kylo even says it, it's like you're nobody. Who are you? When like pe- you're when when people say that the Star Wars universe is too small and it's getting shrunk and and the universe feels way too tiny and everyone who has the force is all part of this one family and it should be more widespread ryan johnson is answering that directly by saying your parents were nobodies right it doesn't you're not part of the the skywalker family and the force isn't just limited to our bloodline it's as we've been saying this whole fucking time it surrounds us. It's all around us. It binds the universe together. I'm sorry. They're called midi-chlorians. <laughs> Thank you very much. They exactly are. So it, it makes no sense if it's just this small group of, of people. Ryan Johnson wants to expand the universe and make it feel like there are more people populating this world than just the people who surround the Skywalker family tree. I also think it's part of the whole theme of like letting the past die and throwing out all this old stuff and characters that raised the new main character. She yeah. has no connection to anyone. We're she growing has all the hallmarks. A new grow, a new crop of of rebels are getting grown. Right, even in this yeah. little like this Those kids and this, stuff. We end the movie on the worst moment possible. I <laughs> fucking hate the ending so much because it's so tacked do, on. Do you think that's going to be like that? Is that the new trilogy? I don't, I hope not. No. It feels like so there's three, this new three movies on the casino planet. I mean, <laughs> uh, we'll get there, but that that ending really bothered the me. Rise the rise of those racing broom, beasts. Right? Yeah, the kid force picks up the broom and he Waves it around, and we're supposed to care because you see his rebel ring. This this whole sequence was problematic, so I I didn't want anything to do with this whole sequence that this kid was in, and for you to call back as if it matters or it has some significance or weight, it just feels so tacked on. Well, no, I think it connected to when they're talking about how animal cruelty. Um, no, they were saying he's. It's the speech about how like you know the the poor and the downtrodden across the galaxy. Uh, recognize our symbol and and rely on it for hope in the darkest moments. Yeah, like even though there's only a handful of us left, um, and and so I I I kind of thought it worked. Like I did like the fact that once we had heard that, then we see you know Rose uses that to their advantage. She knows as well. That's where she comes from, and she like spread that like, propaganda. Hey, Let we're, me spread we're that, rebels. We're spread rebels. that seed, and then yeah. Uh, so I liked that ending. I liked it. It shows that, like, if I'm, I'm maybe you can convince me that uh, Ray isn't Kylo's sister, but then you have to maybe be willing to open up the universe to like because it's in service force, it's, force users in stables at the sure, casino because it's in service and, of that ending, right? Yeah, everywhere. If, if we only rely on these few heroes that we know, we're dead already. Yeah, it makes more sense if if. Ray's parents are nobodies, and even a stable boy can become the next Jedi Master. Yeah, you can use the Force to sweep. Right? <laughs> fuck. That's all it's good for, at least right now. Uh, but I do like how, another fuck you to the fans, laser sword, they don't even use the word lightsaber, right? Luke says, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you expect me to head out and face the entire First Order army with a laser sword? Which he ends up doing anyway. Kind of. Ish. With force time. Fuck. I want to see him actually do it, like present. Like, I think he would have still been able to withstand those hits. I, I have a question. Yeah, Kylo's Probably not. too ragey. When he we can't s- control himself. When we saw, uh, I don't know, 
hologram force uh, Skywalker. Were you force like, time. hey, did he shave? Yeah, well, he, he projected the younger version of himself. No, but we didn't know you, that at the time, You project right? your best self. Yeah, like, yeah, he cleaned himself up. But I, initially, I was like, hold on. Something's not right here because he's using his lightsaber that was just ripped in half. Well, they yeah, showed, he's using a blue one. Yeah. yeah. They also showed... It's this, yeah. You guys might not have noticed, but um, he didn't disturb any of the... The dust on yeah. the ground. Salt yeah. There was on no the ground. marks. Yeah. Marks. Like, yeah, everybody else is leaving red footprints, and, um, and he's just floating. He was also... He, hit by like a million lasers and just walked yeah, away. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, th- I want to jump back to all the jewelry in this movie because it's pretty badass. Like the tracking jewelry? <laughs> just no. Every, Gold every, dice? Everyone's wearing awesome jewelry, which is apparently at the direction of Carrie Fisher. So I want, I <laughs> really? want everyone needs to wear jewelry. Okay, Carrie, for sure. Totally. Um, Snoke's ship is so fucking awesome. That huge stealth wing. It it messes oh, my brain up. It's so beautiful. How that shot of mass- it broken in so well, the silence when it's glowing before it explodes just like when they actually fire through it. Yeah, the the gasp that hit every single theater it, around in, the world in the world at that moment. Um it's like yeah, definitely my screening was like a collective <gasps> yeah that's one of them that's why we go to the movies man yeah. that's that's cinema that's ryan johnson understanding how to how to build something in your imagination uh i, I mean that's like, like when you're a, you're a little kid and your friend says to you like imagine it goes like because <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen like almost from the moment where she like sits down in the chair you're yeah, like it's, you're it's like a, it's a she's it's so she's earned, gonna right? turn it to light speed like she's gonna fire the shit. We're jumping way ahead yeah. here, oh. um, but I, I want to bring up Lost in Space because in that movie from 1998, oh that's a classic starring Matt LeBlanc and William Hurt yep. and uh, Heather Graham. They actually go through the sun. They go into oh, light that's speed. Right. Do you remember that they actually say we're, we're fucked? We're caught in the sun's gravity. Uh, okay, hit light speed, and they actually just go right through the sun. Because for me, if you're going in hyperspace, then you're jumping from different points in the galaxy instantaneously, so you can go through objects, man. Yeah, I, you're I folding space. Yeah. Right. Doesn't matter. There's a, doesn't matter if there's anything in front of you. It's got to look cool. How come that doesn't happen when you're just flying through uh, hyperspace? It did It did look cool. I don't want to take that away from anybody. See, well, in Star Wars, they're not warping. It's they're the just first, going quickly. It's the first... It's hyperspace, yeah. It's, it's like at the beginning oh, and the end so of your jump, though. So they're still going through those... It's just very fast. Yeah. Like that's I, why oh. they, you got to chart the course Hyper. in Star Wars. Oh, that's right. I think it's just the beginning and the end of the jump. Like, it's like the bleep before you hit light speed. Your thing is, and the beep. That's the dangerous parts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Landing okay, and I, taking I, off. I, yeah. I exactly. I can see that. Exactly. Uh, what, does the Leia death thing work for you guys? What's going she, on like, here? Space Force swim? So, we that, get, was, that was weird. Leia gets sucked out into space, which is a horrifying moment, and the movie lets you sit with it, too. so soon. Right? Yeah, and, and, it, and it lets you linger on it. You and see, just, oh, that was, yeah. You go, oh, is this it? Is that is that it for Leia? I think it was stupid. And she's floating and resurrects. Well, no, pulling herself in with the Force was a cool thing. The visual didn't quite get where we wanted it. Exactly. I think this whole sequence is problematic simply because TIE fighters shoot plasma torpedoes through the shield of the cruiser that apparently is impenetrable by the guns of the cruisers that are behind them. Why don't they just send more TIE fighters with plasma torpedoes to blow this fucking cruiser up? Like, they shoot the bridge out 
with torpedoes and then just leave it alone. Well, they know they got Leia, man. They, that's all they wanted. Yeah, I think that was her plan. Right? She was like, they'll think I'm dead. Yeah, I'm just going to pretend. I'm going to float here like um, Gamora. I'm just going to chill. It's been seven days. They still think I'm dead. Then I'm going to try to come in through the airlock and kill everybody. Like that that moment, um, that's what mess. I, I don't mind the chase because it makes sense within what's going on in the film. Like the, the cruiser is faster than the dreadnought ships and the Star Destroyers. It can't jump. It'll They'll just follow. But the small ships, they've blown up all of the rebel fighters. They can't defend themselves from the TIE fighters that just took out their bridge. Why don't they just keep firing on them? You're really hung up on this. I am. It bugs me. Um, yeah, I... You, I should be, you should replace Commander Hux. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gladly. So we, we get more FaceTiming with Ray and Kylo, and, and there's actually like sweat coming out, or water beating off of Kylo after the FaceTime call's over. So wow. like they can actually like pull matter back and forth between... Ryan Johnson's fucking around with force, which will probably piss people off, right? I don't know. I, I just remember him being shirtless. Yeah, I know. And she she can see him. She's they like, make a joke sh- about that. That was shirt. a pretty solid joke. I'm force timing you. Can you at least be presentable here? The uh, I liked that because it... No, not the shirtless. Well, you like Adam uh, Driver. Yeah, right? Adam Driver. What's up, man? No, yeah. like, I think the was, water, the matter. That was also setting up how Luke could also later do this super yes, powerful thing. That's it's, why it's, I like it. It's a really nice little sort of because tease, they actually right? fight too, right? Yeah, he, he like he solidifies himself. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't like, really. The, the lightsabers, sense. even though one is not real, clash, right? Do they? I don't. I, I don't There's think no so. contact. No, I no, think no, he's just, he's just doing dodge oh, moves. Oh right? no, you're right. Yeah, it's he all, it's all just yeah, dodge. It's all just dodge. Oh yeah, because it goes through him. That's how he, he figures out that he's not there. That's right. Um, Interesting, you motherfucker. So can we cut this whole story from the code the code breaker stuff? We can just that's all drop from the movie. Well, but the same okay, thing, okay, right? Code we don't, breaker. Like, yeah, we don't. Also, just bye, bye. We don't we don't need to go like this whole mission of. We got to break onto the ship and then shut down this tracker, and then we can, you know, all of that stuff. We can just—it well, it, it feels so obviously a distraction and a side diversion. But right? it makes sense for the characters, right? Like Poe isn't going to tell Admiral Laura Dern that uh, he's going to do this, like because he doesn't believe in her, and so they're ob- they're on a mission to save the the world, to save the galaxy. Yeah, we got to do it. And what they're doing... there's a chance it'll work. What they're doing actually makes sense. They have to get on that ship. It makes sense to the characters that are doing it. Like, that's that's what I don't mind about it. And I understand that it's there to expand the world. Like, it expands the Star Wars universe. Uh, But it is too... I think it is too long. Like, I'm just not as into it. I don't think I... As I want to be. I probably share the same opinion you do, but I understand why it's in the film. I'm... It's kind of funny because I... I uh, actually really like the Codebreaker character. I just didn't like Rose at all. What? No way. No. Rose didn't do it for me. And her line at the end when... Uh, well, she fangirls out, right? Go Like, let's start at the beginning if we can, because she's a fangirl of, of Finn, Finn right? right? Like, she meets him, and she's very sort of swooned by meeting this guy who's very hero, disappointed in him. hero of the resistance yeah and then oh you're a traitor you're leaving right so it is a cringy line that we well, end no, the, the movie on she but. ends the movie with like 
it's it's this really um, sappy. You know, we're not gonna we should, win we with hate. We're gonna the, win with we love. should fight for the things we love, not yeah. uh, fight against yeah, things we're, we hate. We're not gonna win by killing what we hate. We'll win by saving what we love. And then she kisses Finn and and faints. See, I'm I'm okay with that. I just think the line. It, How can you be okay? No, with well, that? I'm so uh, no, I threw my hands up in the theater. I threw the hand my hands up in the theater. I was like, what? But I think it was just the delivery of it. Yeah. And the fact that she loves him is completely ridiculous. Well, I don't know. She's in a vulnerable spot. Her sister just died. She's just met this hero. She's gone on a grand adventure. She probably doesn't really love him, but she she probably has a Finn poster on her wall. She's super shy. She wouldn't kiss him on the mouth like that. She just she well she just saved his life. That was so badass when she rammed into him. There's a lot like put yourself in that situation. If one of your heroes is in front of you, you're like, oh, yeah, this is so awesome, badass, adrenaline, kiss, pass out. I think, like, I can get that. I can I get behind it. I think Kelly Marie, uh, Marie Tran did the absolutely best with the material given. Yeah. The character's not totally great, but it, that, that presence, her energy as the new character, and she's basically kind of like the Finn of this movie. Yeah. Without the, without the, the Stormtrooper background. Yeah. And I think it's very refreshing because we need a different perspective. Uh, just like we did in uh, The Force Awakens. Because Finn's enthusiasm is toned down a lot here, right? He's yes. not this completely... He actually doesn't get a lot to do in this movie. Neither of them do. But in the in Force Awakens, Finn is this compl- really bombastic, uh, almost like a Star Wars fan contest winner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's just, oh man, I'm so glad to be here. This is crazy. And Ryan Johnson brings him down a little bit. Gives them more purpose. A little, but they still have nothing to do. I mean, what well, the, what the fuck does it end with? It's it's Finn and Rose and BB-8 hanging around on a, a ATST. That thing. and the ATST is acting like it's straight out of like a like a happy little puppy. Like it's not even running yeah, like they that's normally do. Very prequely, right? A lot yeah. of that shit feels straight out of the prequels. Uh, I guess I'm fine with it, but it it can all go. It was borderline for me. Well, especially since it's. It has no bearing on the actual uh, outcome of this story. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it really the movie does lull in that middle part, and it picks up for me so much at this final battle when we land on crate, and it's this it's this planet that we've never seen oh, but before, before that. in Star Wars, right? This red, rocky planet with salt all over everything. I mean, I feel like they really took a look at all of the different climates and environments they've we've had in star wars movies and said what the hell can we do something different that's different and they f- i feel like this is for the first time in a long time where it i looked beautiful it's like that red it, and white the blood red flying up it, it's so stylized and expressive and oh, all that stuff looked great i was just i was not totally on board with it because they're like oh yeah that plant over there we, there's a base there we didn't know about. Let's be there immediately. Well, that it's was, abandoned and heavily that armored. That was their plan, kind of, right? I thought it was this slow war of attrition. We're just going to slowly cruise until we're within sight of land. This this planet that we see out here, well, we're going to f- slowly make our way to within range so that we can land our transports. Well, I got the sense that they were going there anyway. Like, they're abandoning their base to no, go no. to another one. But Because they didn't tell the other people, and right. we, the audience didn't know that. Right. But yeah, you're right. But, um, and that's also like it, before that with all the stuff with Snoke, uh, Kylo, and Ray, I was th- so satisfying. Oh God! Well, yeah, the they, throne room fight is the, probably the team up and fight. That yeah. was insane. Oh, Some that's really fan service, innovative lightsaber usage. Like when the the prequels came out, the problem was like somebody was like, "Fuck, lightsabers are the coolest. Let's just throw more of them in and use them all the time." But, Someone? You mean George Lucas? Yeah, that fucker. <laughs> 
Um, but in this hey, one, he decided to sell. <laughs> people are like, "Hey, lightsabers! Lightsabers are cool, but why are they cool? And what can we do with them that's even cooler?" It's also a limited supply of them now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can go through anything, and except like vibro blades and. Yeah, they, yeah, they might as well have lightsabers now. These weird throne room but, but guards. The, 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 the Emperor's royal guard had weapons like that as well. Like they, we never saw it in the movies. Stood but around. It was like they yeah. could, they could fight against lightsabers. Oh, and the way they just were choreographed, and they came out, and then the reveals of the weapons, and oh, the, yeah. the it's like th- we, we, we we you felt like you knew a three hundred sixty degree like how that room was set up. Yeah. So when everything was framed and all the close ups. And the and the the battling is just so fluid. Yeah, it's so man. satisfying, and the way they intercut those parts with the rest of the movie uh, just floored me. It's so, disappointing when then she disappears. That's right? what I don't get is is there's a lot of quick cutting that sort of finishes that scene where I don't know how Ray gets off. It's of kind of like when Poe po Dameron survives that crash in the first and, movie yeah, and just shows up again. We're just rushing through a that, lot of yeah, that I, shit. I, right? I feel that wasn't mission critical. Uh, mm, yeah, they needed this to be long. two and a half hours. Yeah, it's right. two long. and a half hours. Uh, yeah, the the final assault I think on crate whatever is worth the whole two and a half hours for me. It, you could have packed all this into twenty minutes. I'm glad you didn't because every single moment of this is entertaining and fantastic and incredible. Uh, and, and instead of putting like the Hoth battle in the first twenty minutes of Empire. Which is a big reason why I think everybody loves it. Let's be honest. You you don't make it. Is great, yeah. You don't make it all the way through Empire every time you watch it, right? You you put on Empire, and there's a giant, amazing, fucking Walker battle within the first twenty five minutes, and you always say, "And this is the best Star Wars movie." I'm being so innovative with my opinion right now. It's a and, great impression of me. <laughs> <laughs> I preferred Return you, of the Jedi. If but. you stack this battle and you earn it, uh, I I thought it was maybe one of the most epic sort of scales battles that Star Wars has ever had and then Luke facing off against the entire army like he said he would um oh man all of that stuff worked perfectly and, and it didn't feel forced like some fan servicey shit can we just say how, like you would think it would how gorgeous it looked when the sun was going down and it was like the orange and, and Luke red dissolves. sky and the referencing no, his early oh, with, well, with yeah. all the the, the AT walkers oh yeah and like the hazy sky and like you just see the lone Jedi standing there fi- fuck was that ever gorgeous like it looked so beautiful I want that on, on a, as a poster yeah in here were you guys at right all now? unsatisfied when it was revealed that he wasn't actually there no, no I no. thought that was super cool like okay. just the cut to him floating yeah. In like the the lotus position. Yeah, I first I thought of the fountain directed by Darren yeah. Aronofsky for a moment, but then no, he, I did too. <laughs> when when he dissolved, I thought, well, that's just a perfect way. He goes Yoda style, right? He just sort of, I'm just going to dissolve. It's, it's my time. Think Jedi Masters can just self suicide, right? They can just. Well, it's not even suicide. Can, like I think what happens, he is, drains himself of all his remaining. He's one with yeah, the Force. He's, now. he's yeah. figured out like that experience gave him such deep connection with the Force that he's now actually united and he's one. I I have a fan theory here. Uh, Dan Nichols on Twitter was calling me a fucking moron. Uh, this is a stupid opinion. This is a stupid theory. <laughs> I think it's. I, I want this to be true, Luke. Is a force ghost the entire time? Um, he uh, no, he drank the blue milk from that. No, but he had Luke has been dead for 
decades. He, maybe he died. He's, short, so like, he's in his corpse is in the X wing in the bay there. Uh, maybe or something, or he died. Like was, Kylo killed I him. I thought and, that was going to come back, but it never did. That's just he can't get off the island, right? That's just. Yeah, his his crashed X wing explaining he has no way to physically leave yeah. the island. There are so oh. many clues that he couldn't actually be there. Throughout yeah, this film. Yeah, so my thinking is this is like a book of Eli situation where okay, you know when you mentioned that Luke doesn't leave uh, footprints in the salt on this red planet, I want to do another reading of Last Jedi where oh does Luke actually interact with his environment interact with his environment in any way and and i know i'm wrong because he he spears he fights ray he fights ray and he spears a fish like yeah he, that, that a climactic fight he, he spears a giant fish with a with a crazy post like uh so yeah but i want i desperately want there to be a book of eli situation here where he was sense. he was yeah six cents exactly he was always a forest ghost i think there's room for something like that in the star wars universe a really really clever twist like that i mean it it would have been criticized for being too much like sixth sense i think but if that were true then what happens when he dissolves he's fulfilled his destiny and he's gone to like jedi gray havens uh like an extra level of space ghost bilbo and gandalf and and all the guys in the elves no No, at that that point he realizes he's a force ghost and says what the hell and then just disappears. Uh, but yes, to, to wrap things up here, guys, love the theme of this movie. Love it all. Uh, don't be a hero as uh, Finn learns. Right? He's he's. I really thought we were going to lose him, guys. Really thought. Yeah, he was going like, to martyr himself. And I'd be fine with that. At I certain, mean, at certain points in this movie, I thought anyone could have died except yes. for me, Ray. And that's what I loved about it. You didn't actually know. Right? I thought Adam Drive, yeah. like Kylo Ren, uh, obviously Leia, Luke, uh, Finn. It made sense in every one of those scenes that someone could die. Yeah. And, and they also killed off certain people already, right? So, like, and this, Admiral Akbar. We, we yeah. might. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing for him, right? But I think we might be at a good spot in the, like leaving this. I think we might be at a good juncture, if you will, in the Star Wars universe because for the first time. I have no idea where this is going, right? Like you, you have no clue what episode nine. Well, people, but do you think like is about what if because what if JJ undoes everything Ryan Johnson he did might. because Ryan Johnson undid a bunch of it was all a dream, and then here's the real episode nine, Flight of the Navigator. Well, some of the memes have been pretty funny where it's like, oh, Ray wakes up. That was horrible. Let's go get, <laughs> let's go kill Snoke. Didn't Hamill say like people are all in a buzz that he said. For episode nine, Rebirth of the Rebellion, like they, they think he might have actually given away the title for episode nine. That's a terrible. Title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds pretty good. So <laughs> actually, sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I think it's 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 a weird note to end on because I don't care. Just I'm not excited to see episode nine. I really could care less. I'm it's, gonna go see, see it, but I'm I'm not excited at all. Well, I'm excited, but I'm not like I need to see this now. Yeah, and as you said off the top, the end of Force Awakens. You, it's so good. You, it was like crack. You you needed to know what happened with the fucking lightsaber. But I don't care what this asshole kid is doing with his broom. I don't care. He's sweeping up. He's doing force sweeping. It's because the resolution it's of great. this was so satisfying. Like I, I can't imagine this the the ninth movie taking place that uh, that closely after. It'll eight. be like a decade later. Like some people yeah. are saying like, it'll be, oh, it's yeah. gonna be opening later, yeah. at uh, Leia's funeral, and like it'll be a new wave of the rebellion yeah. or resistance. No, we should have like Poe is a retired like flight instructor. He's banging Ray for sure, right? There's something going on. No, with him Ray. and Finn, man. 
I'd no, like, yeah. I'd like that. I think though everybody the, wants that, but some people think, or BB-8. Some people think that there's some <laughs> relationship. Did you guys get anything between uh, Poe and Ray when they get? Yeah, there, there was definitely a little bit of a spark there. I didn't get that, but I'm hearing people. Like it's because one of it's the it's one of the few times in the entire film that Daisy Ridley smiles. Oh, man. Like, she smiled a lot in The Force Awakens. This, she is very serious. Yeah. And only at the end when she's shaking uh, Poe's hand. I mean, it's Oscar Isaac, man. I, I, I get a weak need there, too. Yeah, well, and, and when she hugs uh, Finn. But, like, that scene, that's the only time we see her smile. What are we giving as far as scores go, guys? This is, this is a big question, I know. <laughs> but, uh, Rick, what, out of ten... Uh, I gotta go play like eight, eight and a half. Oh, okay. That's pretty high for me. Huh. All right, that is high for you. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love it, but I have issues with it. It is long. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how to rate this honestly. Cause hard. I, I want to give it a nine, but I feel for, through a critical lens, it doesn't deserve the nine. But I really, really love it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. He's giving it a nine anyway. Just undid everything you said, kind of like uh, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> yeah, well, so, you know, sometimes I do this. Like, well, this film critically deserves this, but here's what I would really rate it if I could. But this is Star Wars. <laughs> it really, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you like, can do whatever you want. So this I, is a different thing. I'm gonna like I, 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 five. I take <laughs> one point away for Porgs. Whoa. Uh, I take. One point away for the for my that line that I don't like, um, but love was the, is the answer. Yeah, and it, like oh god, the fifth dimension. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's exa- like oh interstellar. Come on, um, but I give another half of a point. Oh, back up again. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna no. Oh god, my math. I'm bad at math. This is so. my head is spinning. <laughs> but I learned my lesson with Force Awakens, giving it that ten because I know it's not a ten. Um, but this is a strong film. It's better than Force Awakens. I think this is a nine and a half for me. Oh, I do. Wow. I do have to say, I think this is my favorite Star Wars film. See? Already, I think so. Just I've, because I, there's so much cool shit in this. Yeah. Did you like it? How much more did you like it than Force Awakens? Uh. I think I rated them exactly the same, but I, I definitely liked it more. It's hard. I like, think this one we need some like scope and some distance from. Because this some... feels like it enriched the entire yeah. Star Wars universe. I'm so this curious. One's like three how... and a half Snokes out of four. I'm, I'm so curious how this movie is going to remember it once people start uh, rewatching it. Yeah, uh, and especially since like the right now, the critical acclaim is so high versus the audience yeah, feedback. It's yeah. like fifty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, for I mean, to be fair, it's only been opening weekends. Feedback. But yeah. it, it, let's put it, it just hasn't been as like I feel like Force Awakens critical and uh, audience was on, relatively on par. And, and this, this has a giant gap. Yeah, there's yeah. a significant yeah. gap here. Uh, folks, that's our review of Wait, the last. What the hell did you write? I. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I wrote it down. And you never said it. <laughs> I never said it. It's an eight and a half for me. And what did you rate Force Awakens? I think I gave that a nine. So you guys are all just all over the place. I know it. It, it matters. Uh, you got to go back and you got to change yeah. your score. It's complicated. Con- context right is important. Yeah, uh, folks, let us know what you thought of the the Last Jedi. Uh, you email agree or disagree. Verticalviewing at gmail dot com on Twitter at verticalviewing. This one is big. You might have an opinion on it. Uh, I feel like no it. one's reading reviews for this movie until they've the yeah. second time they've seen it. If, yeah. if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan and you got some strong feelings about it, then there's some retcons and some crazy shit. Well, so. yeah, and 
I know a lot of hardcore Star Wars fans have been voicing opinions that they didn't like it, and the reasons they're giving make me want to just say, let the past die. Oh, man. Kill it. We don't need <laughs> like, another no, Just take a step hero. back from the franchise you love so much and just watch this as it is. And these these are I think cool. Like these more. are cool changes. Yeah, if you think force time is weird, just watch Empire Strikes Back because they force time at the end of Empire Strikes Back. So don't even worry. Kind about of, it. kind of. They're really it's like Vader gl- and Luke are force timing. It's, it's, like the glowy, it's the beta version. They're, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, what I'm really curious to know, listeners, um, porgs are they <laughs> yeah. bad or are they really bad? Well, at least they're not <laughs> Holocaust deniers like David Ehrlich was worried about. He was. Really thinking they were going to be Holocaust deniers and you all were going to look stupid for loving Porgs so much. But uh, he, you know, we, so we can confirm that the yeah, Porgs... I'm, you lost me. They are, they are not Holocaust deniers. That's what I was saying off the top is Ryan Johnson was fucking with you, yeah, everybody, yep. right? So, hey, you've fallen in love with Porgs? Guess what? They're horrible, they're horrible creatures. Or in this case, they're delicious. I thought they were cute. They should have been... Eaten far more frequently. I want. They should serve them at Disney World. You should eat. Able to. They turn the turkey legs into. I can't wait to porks. I can't wait to see episode nine when they are the main sustenance source for the rest of the rebellion. Because they have a, everybody's on the fucking Millennium Falcon, yeah, and there's a little nest on there. <laughs> uh, folks, next week is the Shape of Water. I don't know when it'll come out, but stay tuned to the website. Uh, the holidays are upon us, so things will be a little. We will find out out of step normally yes, later. Uh, the Big Lebowski's coming later on on the website patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Go there. Go there. Become a patron today. Surf over there. For as little as $1 per month, uh, you can become a hydrogen level subscriber. That gets you access to all the back catalogs, including Jake Gyllenhaal's sweet body inside of a vault. You need to get him out of there, though, right? His. Uh, he's inside of a hermetically he's, he's sealed. Dying. Yeah. Malnourished. He's dying. He's malnourished. Yeah. He can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. He really can't. Uh, Patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Check out our reviews. We got Snowpiercer, Dune, Superman Returns. It, it goes on forever. <laughs> They're kind of all over the place. Um, well, it's up to you, right? You suggest yeah. it. This we the, do it. The reviews are up to you guys. That's how it works. Verticalviewing.com. Click the donate button. Help us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show. Uh, stick an internet pie in your ear every week. You know how it goes. Rick, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at rickchung.com, at rickchung, or yvrk. That's the letters yv and the word arcade.com, or at yvrk. Oh, shit. Boom. He's all over it, guys. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter, I guess, at ScottWilsonBC. Mike? Uh, at Michael R. Lind on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can find me there. Yeah, he's there. Uh, you exist. Yes. Red <laughs> exists on there as well. Uh, I am. I'm pretty at... sure he's a force ghost. <laughs> yeah. It's been rumored. <laughs> Ju- judged by his sporadic appearances. <laughs> you can check show. at Jared underscore Sergeant, but I might be a force ghost. Okay. Are there any <laughs> final thoughts from you guys? What are we leaving with? I, I'm actually, having a hard time with this one, guys. I really thought that I was going to see this at least twice before the show, but it didn't quite work out that way. So I'm sad I don't have the perspective of seeing it because I saw The Force Awakens twice when we reviewed it. And how many times total in theaters? Force Awakens? Three times. Okay. This is barely a Star Wars movie. (laughs) Keep it vertical.